the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Phillips, here with Kathy Lux. Kathy, how are you? I'm great, Nick. How are you? Great. The time is flying by, and we're getting closer to election time here. It so. is. I know. And and this is a, such an important election. For all the reasons, we're talking about international things, we're talking about domestic things, we're talking about energy, we're talking about inflation, we're talking about our lives. We are. Well, we're so thrilled tonight to have with us, not tonight, today, we're <laughs> to have with us uh, Max Miller, yes. congressional candidate. Yes, and, and I look forward to hearing what Max has to say because I think he has some really great things to tell us. Well, Max, thank you for joining us today here on The Advocate. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick, and thank you, Kathy. I look forward to discussing very important issues that affect not only everyone in the 7th District, but every Ohioan and every American within our country. Well, you, you know, you and I have talked before, and you've been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, you, you're a veteran, uh, not only of the military, but a veteran of the White House, I think. is a tremendous experience. Can you tell us just a little bit about your background and, and why you believe you're qualified? Absolutely. So why. Absolutely. So about two years into the administration, I was made the youngest director of advance in White House, White House history. And a lot of people, when they hear that title, they don't understand what that job means. Uh, and so I'd like to just explain it very briefly. That job entails, I oversaw every single logistical and operational movement that the president ever did while leaving the White House. So whether it was within the United States or whether it was overseas, I oversaw and was responsible for every event working with the White House military office and the United States Secret Service to making sure that everything was above board, looking at the threat assessment levels, while also being responsible for the event production and the teams on the ground who are negotiating with the other people who were there. And in some cases, it could be, you know, the CEO of Ford or Chrysler. And in some instances, it could be the number three of a foreign delegation, uh, as it was in North Korea when I was over there for several hours negotiating the historic visit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un uh, when he crossed over the DMZ and actually entered mm -hmm. into North Korean territory. And I believe this experience that I have had over the last, uh, yeah, I'd say four or five years and four years being in the White House is going to help me tremendously because people aren't going to be able to push me around the way they think that they are, that I've been exposed to these individuals. I've been in the same rooms as cabinet secretaries and on a daily basis with the president of the United States and other legislative members at the congressional level, the Senate level and the gubernatorial level when they would come to town for meetings with the president. And so I believe that is one tack that I'm going to take into Congress that's going to benefit, benefit me greatly because what they love to do is they love to put you in a corner and they want to mold you, almost like what the Democrats want to do to our children, to indoctrinate you to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that isn't going to happen with me. I'm not doing this to elevate my platform. I'm not doing this to make money. As a matter of fact, giving 25% of my congressional salary back to our district and technical educational scholarships, I'm never taking a federal pension. And every single dollar that I have will be put in a blind trust because the last thing that I'm going to Washington, D.C. to do is to benefit from myself. What I'm going to do 
is I'm going to serve the people of the seventh. And that is going to be the true voice. And if other members don't like it, if other people or especially the media don't like it, I don't care because I care too much about every single constituent that we have, whether you're Republican or Democrat or independent. We're talking to Max Miller. He's a candidate for Congress in this coming election, November 8th. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words with Kathy Lux and Nick Phillips. And we're talking to Max Miller. So don't go away. We'll be back after these words. So welcome back. Cleveland, Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate with Kathy Lux. Kathy, hello. Thanks for joining me. Oh, Nick, happy to be here. It's great having you here. And And it's great having Max here. Max Miller. Yes. Thank you both. Well, Max, yeah, we're talking about uh, the election process. And, of course, you've been campaigning for months and months. But uh, after you win and you get to Washington, what are are you going to do? We're going to fight. And we're going to fight for the American people. And what does that mean? Well, so, Max, you know, right now, at this point in time, there are so many critical issues. And, in my opinion, there's so much corruption in Washington, D.C. And and, um, I feel as though everything that is happening has been... Uh, in some in some ways intentional in terms of the border issue in terms of the energy issue in terms of the inflation it 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 feels and seems and appears if your eyes are open as though there's an actual movement to crush the working class mm-hmm. uh the middle class and so i i guess i want to know how do you see moving forward once you're in there? Because I'm confident you're going to be in there. Thank you. What are you going? To, what What do you see as the approach to getting things turned around? Yeah, the the approach is to to actually in the Republican Party to put action. We have to put our, fir- our first foot forward and actually do the things we say we're going to do. Over the course of the last ten years, Republicans have been talking, and we have talked a big game. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten everything accomplished that we should have. And especially in the first two years of the Trump administration, we had so many target of opportunities to get rid of Obamacare that is damning to our country in terms of the health care aspect. But we failed to, uh, to accomplish that mission. What we're going to do when we get in there after we take back the House and God willing, the Senate and the Oval in 24 is we're going back to President Trump's policies because those were fruitful for every American. They were. And I know a lot of people, they look at President Trump. And, you know, some people on the left and some people even on the right, you know, they get blind rage. But what they really need to see is his policies. Policies, exactly. I mean, we had a secure southern border. In one fiscal year, only I think uh, only 31,000 individuals had crossed that we apprehended. Right now, in this last month, we got 7,200 a day. Not to mention with our open border policies, they were bringing in fentanyl into the state of Ohio, killing thousands of Americans all of the time. And I make and I say this and I say this all the time. Ohio is a border state. You do not have to be by the border to be affected by the policies and the things that are coming across of it in terms of human trafficking, slave labor, sex trafficking, all of the illegal drugs that are being brought into the state of Ohio have a dramatic effect on our economy and our well being and safety, especially when it comes to crime. I mean in, in energy independence as well. I mean yeah. I could talk about that forever. Right. But it's money laundering. Call it what it is, balls and strikes. That's exactly right. If you look at the money they're trying to shift from big oil to electric vehicles and this new renewable energy, if you look at the regulations that are put on EVs as opposed to gas-operated vehicles, it is night and day. 
There are almost zero regulations that are put on electric vehicles. That's because the government is dictating to the American people what they should be in and what they should drive. Well, I think we all know as Americans, the market should dictate where we should go, which would help our economy and probably not have us at 8.4% inflation thanks to the Non-Inflation Reduction Act that President Biden got accomplished. <laughs> yes. um, but, I mean, there are so many things that we could go over of just how disastrous this is. But, Kathy, I agree with you. This is all on purpose. This is self-inflicted it is. To, to change the fabric of our country and the way they want to see it because Democrats actually don't want to have good policy and do what's right by the American people. They want two things, and they go hand in hand. They want power, mm-hmm. and once they get power, they abuse power. And we've seen that across every federal department and agency that's been weaponized against the American people throughout the last 20 or 21 months that Joe Biden's been in office. Yes, I agree. And to be fair, I think that there are some Republicans that are part of this, that are in office in Washington. Absolutely. I do. And, and, you know, this, and we are, we are hosting China. Come on in, China. Buy up our land near our military bases, our agricultural land, um, you know, and, and let's let's cover up everything that's really happened with COVID. Let's protect the, the, the Biden crime family and all of that that's going on. And I, they don't care about us. No, they don't. But the Democrats have something that the Republicans will never have, which is the largest super PAC known to man, and that's the mainstream media. The mainstream media will cover up for the Democrats at every single turn. They do. And what they decide to do is they sweep things underneath the rug. You know, everyone forgets about Afghanistan. Everyone listening right now and every single American should never forget about what Joe Biden did in that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. killing 13 of my brothers and sisters and leaving thousands, not hundreds, thousands of Americans behind. And that's the truth. And there are Americans who are still over in Afghanistan to this day. And what did he do right after that? He announced the OSHA mandate or the vaccine mandate by OSHA, which was struck down, thank God, um, you know, announcing that any employer who had more than 50 people would have to make sure that their employees were all vaccinated wearing a mask. That is what they did, and that dominated the narrative. And then you never heard about Afghanistan ever again. That is what they will continue to do, Mm -hmm. and that is just one example. Uh, Max, I have a a question because uh, you have strong, informed opinions and passionate opinions. From a position of being a congressman, how do you best leverage those into actually having an effect in the U.S. government? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. So we have been endorsed by two different factions of the Republican Party. And this really, I've never seen it happen before, where I've been endorsed by the Main Street Partnership Group, which is, you know, looked at as your moderate Republicans Mm -hmm. who embrace trade unions. But on the flip side of that, I've also been endorsed by the House Freedom Caucus and the House Freedom Fund. As it, so it would seem as if, and what I'm hearing and from what they're telling me, that I'm the consensus candidate. And that, that, that's music to my ears, and that's a testament to all of the hard work that every member of our campaign has done and every constituent volunteering for us. But my goal is to bring these two factions together to the middle, closer and closer and closer, so we can all have a unified front on the Republican Party that when we take back Congress, when we take back the Senate, And when we take back the White House in 2024, that we are going to have our agenda, we are going to get it through, and we are going to save the American people's freedoms and checking accounts from the disastrous Mm -hmm, policies mm -hmm. from the Bond administration. Magical words, consensus. I mean, we need that. That, That's where the strength is. Yes, it is. And, you know, I hope as part of that, 
we will do something about this 87,000, I think, IRS agents and maybe send those people Our instead. Agents. The, the, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's hire more border people. Oh, yeah. Border patrol. Well, let's spend and judges down there and process this stuff faster. Let's do that. Well, I'd love to get rid of that as of yesterday. It's, yes. it's absolutely criminal. But Joe Biden's got a bigger problem than that. Good luck finding 87,000 people who actually want to go do that job and work in the public sector. If you talk to any private sector employer right now, they are hurting for labor. Everyone is hurting for labor. There is a massive labor shortage that people in the mainstream media don't want to talk about. But, you know, if you're working at a restaurant or if you're working at a business and you're not the owner, you feel the struggle of that as well because now you're picking up an extra shift or you have to cover somebody else's shift. And now you're not spending as much time with your families and you're working twice as hard, possibly for the same pay within our economy. The effects that are not only felt at the top are also being felt more so by the middle class and the individuals in poverty by this administration and the disastrous policies they've put in place to attack their checking accounts and to attack their personal freedoms. It's nonstop. And I, I, well, well yeah. why do you think there's a labor shortage now? People don't want to work or what's the story? Whether people want to accept it or not, the federal government is still giving handouts mm-hmm. due to COVID relief, even though President Biden said the pandemic is over and we're moving in you know, into a positive direction. Then he backtracks two days later because, oops, I need the money and I need people to vote for me. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. also a subsect of people that I believe have left the workforce permanently who now would just like to work at home strictly out of convenience. And my biggest concern is we've been in inflation so long that's been outpacing wage growth and wage growth has increased to a certain extent. But when this whole gravy train slows down and people are getting paid 17, 18, 19, $20 an hour and inflation goes back to what's normal anywhere between zero 0.1 to 0.6%, which is usually the normal range of inflation, wages are going to have to come down. Businesses are going, hopefully supply chains get back in order. American manufacturing is booming. And that is going to be where everyone just hits the brakes. And that is going to be a huge hurdle that we're going to have to get over. And I pray sometime soon. Is that doable? I think it is doable, but it's Mm -hmm. doable in a scaled back way. What you see Democrats do is they always go for the nuclear option. They go from zero to 100. You know what? You shouldn't be driving gas-operated vehicles anymore. So we're just going to take them away from you, right? What Republicans would like to do is make progress in a a very standard and acceptable way, which is incrementally. You just keep on moving forward one inch Mm -hmm. at a time to slowly adjust to the policies that we want to put within this country because everything that they're doing, we are not ready for. We... So. Well, I just heard uh, with regard to Florida and the hurricane, the electric cars like Teslas that have been uh, submerged, they're starting to actually start on fire and, and blow up because of the salt water contamination so, they've had. Nick, I saw that. 1,500 gallons of water they had sprayed on a Tesla, a Model X, that I saw in Florida that you're referencing, could not put it out. And wow. is that the future? Who knows? We're going to take a short break. We're talking to... Congressional candidate Max Miller and Kathy Lux and I are here talking to him about some issues. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words, so don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips and Kathy Lux here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with Kathy Lux for our final segment uh, today. And we're we're so lucky to have Max Miller here today. Live and in the studio. Thank you, Kathy. So, so, uh, Max, in our our last segment here, uh, what would you like to tell everyone? What do they need to know about Max Miller, about why you're doing this and, and what you're going to do. Yeah. I ran for Congress because of what I saw in the White House. 
And what I mean by that is I, were, I was in these meetings with legislators and senators, governors, as I had said earlier. But what I would do is I would take notes to see what these legislators were lobbying for. What did it affect their constituency? Did it make up the same demographic of their district? Did it actually benefit them? And so I would go back to my office in the White House and I would meet with a member and I would see what they would lobby for and I would look up their district and not, not surprisingly, it had nothing to do with their district. And these people are more self-servants than public servants. And what I would like people to know about me is, you know, I care more about the people than anybody else. And mm-hmm. as a byproduct of that, I think our constituency, constituency has seen that as an ex- experienced young man who's going to go in on day one, not as a lone wolf, but with a team of people and not just with a team, an army, an army of valued volunteers that we have on the ground within the 7th District, but great member makeup in Washington, D.C. And I will always be present and to be available. And, you know, nowadays people like to label people very easily. And I remember a time where that didn't happen probably circa, I don't know, 2015, 2016. Um, But when you're looking at a principled value leader who's never going to betray the constituency's values, I want to be the voice for the silent majority, for the submerged voter within our district. I want to be the individual who's going to reach out to all sides of any party and to make sure that the policies that we're going to put in place for the 7th District are going to have a positive impact. And the one thing that I get sick and tired of hearing about right now in this massive partisan divide is you hear Democrats say it all the time. Well, I'm only going to put forward policies and work with Democrats because right now the Democrats, before they bring a bill to the floor, they will already make sure they have enough Democrat votes without working with Republicans to pass that piece of legislation. That isn't governing. That is ruling as a dictator, a unilateral law. Amen. I mean, that is where we need to be. We need to have individuals govern and stop using their mouthpieces to try to get something accomplished only to elevate their platform and to get more money into their own pocket for their campaigns. We need to really think about where we are in this country today. We need to see what has happened over the last 20 to 21 months underneath Biden's administration of absolutely wrecking the economy, wrecking our country. We don't feel safe anymore. That man called my 67-year-old sweet mother an extremist. Well, if you're an extremist who wants to feel safe in your own community, if you're an extremist who wants to curb illegal illegal immigration and to stop illegal flow of fentanyl and human trafficking into the United States of America, then you know what? I'm a proud extremist on that fact because we need more of that common-sense policy brought back to the forefront of our country than anything else. And right now... The Democrats don't have it, and that's why they're campaigning on social and moral issues. And there's a new theme going on, uh, Nick and Kathy. I don't know if you guys have seen it across the country. They don't want to debate. They don't want to debate at all. I I have seen it. I've noticed it. And it it was, I I think, started a year ago. And it's just growing. I mean, but we sit here. Kathy, how can you defend an open border, a supply chain crisis, energy independence, a labor shortage. I mean, you have all of these things that have hit our economy and hit the American people so hard that, you know, they have nothing to campaign on, and that's why they're going to lose this November. In the minute we have left, tell us, how accessible will you be as our congressman here in Ohio? Incredibly accessible. And I'm not just saying that to say a platitude, but I'm Mm -hmm. going to be forever present within our community. You are going to see me around. I am going to come back. All of the time, you know, too many of these people from what I saw in my time in D.C., mm. they get elected and they never come home. I love my place in Rocky River. I love Cleveland, Ohio, more so than Washington, D.C. And what I can tell you is that place is a swamp. It's disgusting. It's unsafe. And they want to turn Cleveland, Ohio and our district into Washington, D.C. with Democrat policies. We will never let that happen. 
I'm going to be home hopefully a lot more than I'm in D.C. Because, let's face it, Cleveland, it's a nice, safe, warm place where we all want to continue to see our children and our future grow together. And so, Max, I, I just I want to say I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, and like I said before, we're, I don't think I'm being dramatic in saying we're on the verge of losing the essence of our country. And and it's going to take people like you to save it and turn things around. So I'm looking forward, and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. And, and just one last thing, Nick, if, if anyone who's yes, listening sir. could check, also go on our website, votemaxmiller.com. You'll see more of our platform there, and our, our email is attached to it. So if any constituent or any other Ohioan has a question, please reach out to us, and we'd love to get back to you. Well, everyone should be an informed voter and go out and vote. Max Miller, thank you so much. You're young, you're energetic, you're full of passion, and you're going to get the job done. Just what we need. Thank you for being here. Thank you both so much. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, it's Nick Phillips and... Kathy Lux, and take care, everybody. Good, goodbye. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.